Color Red Spotters, welcome to the program. I'm your host, Kyle Lara, and today on To the Table, our segment where we both exchange movies and we both review a movie that we've never seen that the other person gives us. Today I have Alexis Soda with me, and Alexis Soda recommended to me The Clone Wars, Star Wars The Clone Wars, I should say, and then uh, I recommended to him the John Woo film a face-off with uh, with uh, John Travolta and uh, Nick Cage and uh, I can't wait to hear what you thought of face-off and I'm pretty sure you can't wait for me to tell you what I thought of Star Wars The Clone Wars <clears throat> um, as per usual I'm gonna let uh, my counterpart go first Alexis Face off. What did you think of it? Wait, first of all, I'm gonna tell you why I wanted you to watch it. First of all, I I, I wanted you to watch it because I think it's a damn impressive action film. I think it's a very stylish film. I really love the acting and dynamic between Travolta and Cage, and the way they acted with each other is amazing. I love how they acted. Uh, each other's parts well. I love how John Travolta acted the fuck out of his Nick Cage uh, like mannerisms, and I love how Nick Cage portrayed John Travolta. And I love because both of them are very over the top actors, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know that they played each other so well is amazing, and just stands on like an acting standpoint. Right. Uh, and it's got to be probably my favorite Nick Cage movie. Um, and uh, I, I love the way that, you know, John Woo directs action. I love how it's very stylish. I love all, everything about it is amazing. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to show Alexis a little piece of my soul, a little piece of my heart. And I want to know what you thought of it. Well, so Alexis, I know you have some choice words for uh, for uh, face off. So tell me, what did you think of face? There was a point in watching this where I, I, I thought to myself, did Scott Buck involve himself in this in any way? Uh, I'll just get straight to it. This had some of the worst writing, some of the worst dialogue, some of the worst acting, action I have seen in my whole life. It, it, it just started off really horrible. Like... I, I I was just like, what is this? It it's like But I guess there's a good a good ending. At the end of the day, I just gave up <laughs> and was just enjoying it for what it was, and it was just for me a, a bunch of mindless entertainment. Look, uh, okay. I'm it, confused. I know. <laughs> Oh my god, okay, go on. Okay, I at some point I caught on that this was supposed to be I I guess intentional. The uh the re I mean people like savage the the Sam Raimi Spider Man films for being cheesy. And I'm here like, did you see this? Like face off thing? It's like nothing but cheese. 
And, like, talk about the most cliched and stereotypical 90s... Like, you talk about style. I mean, what style was in this thing? Uh, I, I honestly don't even know where to start. Like, the, the there was... Here's what's what I really enjoyed about the film. Nicolas Cage and John Travolta are doing a very good job. And those characters are vastly entertaining and enjoyable... And on some level, likable even. Um, and yes, it is an interesting premise to switch their I mean, their their lives, their actual. Face yeah, well. like seeing John Travolta act like Nicolas Cage, and mm-hmm. seeing uh, Nicolas Cage act like John Travolta is freaking phenomenal. And it just shows how great of an actor the 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 two are, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but like. <sighs> I think I, I was expecting something else. I, I honestly wasn't expecting like a a wacky action comedy of sorts, and it really was more of a comedy to me because there were just so many moments where, forgive me, but I was just laughing at the movie. There were some genuinely clever parts that were funny, like when uh, when um, when Nick Cage uh, becomes John Travolta. I think for me that's when the movie really began going because that's when it really picked up pace for me. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's seeing him play John Travolta and and like t- mixing in with like John Travolta's like people in his life yeah. was very interesting. Like when he gets home and how he treats the wife and his daughter. Um, like how he gives his daughter scissors to stab anybody who tries to rape her. Yeah. Um, how he pretty much seduces John Travolta's wife. One of the, th- I think for me, the funniest line <laughs> in the movie was when uh, he goes into work uh, and he's in his office. And this was after he had gotten his brother out of prison, transferred mm-hmm. over, and they were going to interrogate him. And then one of the FBI agents, like, tells him, Sir, we're sorry about Tito. Apparently that was the boss or something. Mm-hmm. And then he's just, like, nonchalantly, uh, like, oh, hey, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> and he just takes a sip out of his coffee cup. And <laughs> it's like somebody important just died. It's like, oh, hey, shit happens. <laughs> Like that—that's—that's. That's, I don't know what kind of humor you would qualify that that as, but that's the kind of humor that I Did really you, enjoy. So you're the same way that I was on uh, Cloud Atlas. You didn't know either to like it or or. No, I don't hate the movie. No, I I, I know for a fact I don't hate it. Uh, I I actually like it. I like it because at the end of the day. It was wildly entertaining. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the, nothing about the story of the film was anything, like, uh, revolutionary. I mean, we've seen switch-ups before. I mean, not with, like, the literal face being written off the person. Yeah. I'll give you that. But, like, I was never bored. I was never like, oh, this movie. I, I, I mean, I, <laughs> either I, I was, like, with it. 
like enjoying it or or I was laughing at the ridiculousness aspect. Like for me, that third act. Okay. I I I maybe I, I might have missed it. I don't know what you're talking about. Stylish action scene. It all just seemed very sloppy and lousy. And at some point, it turns into a Michael Bay like schlockfest where you're on you have like two speedboats and then you just have explosions going off in the background and I mean I found that hilarious John Woo kind of started that whole explosion fetish thing you don't say (laughs) because there was a lot of explosions man and I like I don't know I I it was a. I think it's a. I think it's a great thing. Just like when they when they first interact with each other, in uh, in that uh, in that containment unit, I love when they were interacting with each other. When uh, John Travolta is like talking to Nicolas Cage's character, or uh, or search that around. I don't know. It's very confusing. But uh, when he was like, you know, it's like looking in the mirror, but not. And just like the way that he would like accentuate the way that Nick Cage would do when John Travolta would act would like pout his face a little bit like how uh, John Travolta would do, you know, and it's just to me, it's a great acting uh, set piece on uh, on each other, like seeing Nick Cage. I can't I can't explain it enough. Just seeing. I, this is where I I fell in love. I mean, I know that nowadays Nick Cage is making shit, but <laughs> in other in other movies that he's done, I've really admired his acting. Like like uh, the bees, like the, the bees. bees, not the bees. Uh, hey, don't knock that film. That's an amazing film. I don't know. I what don't you're know the movie. About. I just know that scene, and it was hilarious. Um, Wicker Man, go watch it. Um, I think uh, you'll make me watch that, and then, you watch and then I'll make you watch Jupiter Ascending. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I really thought that a lot of acting, like for example, you know, I liked Lords of War. I liked uh, I liked the National Treasure movies. I love the ridiculousness, <laughs> ridiculousness. <laughs> I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm gonna kidnap the President of the United States. Now those two uh, sanctions are uh, are very uh, very ridiculous. But they're, in itself. they're just fun movies. Uh, yeah, and that's what you could take away from Face Off. Oh yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, a very- I was thoroughly entertained. Uh, I was never bored. I was laughing all the time. I when was you, with when the character. Because when you started off your review saying, okay, did Scott Buck make this? I'm like, holy shit, you hated it. You know, so. I think hate's too strong of a word. I think this movie has tremendous heart as well. And I think you definitely, at the end of the film, feel for their loved ones on both sides of it. Mm-hmm. It's just that for me, this probably is one of the worst like written action acting I've seen in like ever, but like, but I exclude Cage and Travolta from that because they're very good. But it's like in the it, to me, it's definitely a period piece, kind of. It's because, because it's a it movie is movie made of its time because it's the nineties. Yeah, you know, it is a nineties film, and, and so def- I took that into account. And you could definitely yeah. tell that it's a nineties film. But at the end of the day, do you give a shit? <laughs> no, I mean, because it is a well-made nineties yeah, film. It is. You know? It very it, much is. It's very much akin to uh, James Cameron's film uh, True Lies. 
It's his uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, it has Jamie Lee Curtis and all that shit. Never heard of that. It's, it, it, I, I, I strongly recommend it. I'll have you watch that, too. It's precisely. Um, Drew Lies is a, a quintessential 90s action flick. And it's and uh, that's the way I view uh, Face Off. And Face Off is a quintessential 90s, uh, 90s flick in terms of, like, action. You want to know what action was like in the in the 90s? Go watch either Face Off, True Lies, or... Or shoot, even uh, even though that it, uh, the other movies, the latter movies are considered uh, 2000s movie, I strongly consider The Matrix, the first one, a quintessential 90s film. What about Independence Day? They had a lot of 90s stuff in that. That's a... You really do not like that movie, do you? <sighs> I don't understand. Like, why don't you like that movie? Because that's very much like an like it's one it's your typical like '90s blockbuster film. Uh, I think Godzilla is better. Uh, that's for me. That's saying something. <laughs> wow. Um, that's full of shit. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I you liked Face Off, but uh, obviously better than Independence Day. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that you enjoyed it at least. It was fun. It was a fun. It's a fun time. It's like it's not something that's gonna like nothing to write home about. No, but it's not like I'm gonna. It's not forgettable either. Like I'm still thinking about that movie and it was days. Like if anything, I there was more of an impression to be made out of Face Off than what we are in the shadows for me, anyway. So, really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What a review. <laughs> <laughs> More of an impression than in what we do in the shadows. That's a great review. Put it on that freaking Blu-ray box. I like it. Um, final thoughts on uh, on uh, Face Off, if you if you have any. Travolta is great. Nicolas Cage is great. Uh, even though the acting wasn't great on the side characters, they were adequate. They were serviceable. Um, the story is is as basic as it gets, but it is interesting. The f- the humor is is great. The action not so great. I love it uh, when he's like in the priest outfit and he's like hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, that was cringy and I hated that. So there, a, see that's a, how we differ on that. It's like, amazing seeing John Travolta just. I mean, not John Travolta, Nick Cage. I mean, can you can you really tell the difference? <laughs> um, it's just amazing seeing Nick Cage being Nick Cage and just the way that he is. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You yeah, know, it's I, a lot of fun. When you said, when you first started off, like saying, did Scott Buck made that? I was like, oh my God, he hated it. Because uh, we all know Scott Buck, the lovely Scott Buck, and what he, in his work. Uh, With uh, the Oscar caliber Iron Fist. And the Emmy-worthy Inhumans TV show. That, that should be switched around because one was filmed with IMAX. <laughs> should it, though? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So, Alexis, I'm going to ask you the age-old question. Why did you make me watch Star Wars The Clone Wars? Other than the fact that it's Star Wars... Well, I mean, I think that's a pretty basic enough thing to just just to start off with. I mean, like you you are you're the person that loves Star Wars more than anything. Your favorite film of all time is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You always you never shut up about that story you have about watching Star Wars for the very first time. Lord knows we've heard it like thousands of millions of times, and you always like um 
you love The Force Awakens. You, you're the person that cried at Rogue One. You've seen Rogue like One. 20 like 20 minutes after the movie. Yeah, and, you wrote, and you've seen Rogue One like 19, 20 times at this point? 17. 17 times. See, you, you even keep count. And you also are a big fan of the Clone Wars and Rebels TV series. Yeah. Aside from that, you're the one who has said that Ahsoka Tano is your favorite Star Wars character. And yet, you haven't seen the film that introduces Ahsoka Tano, your favorite character of all time, to your very to your favorite series of all time. So, I just thought it was time. I also thought uh, I just wanted to get your reaction out of it because, like, you hadn't seen it, and like, you're supposedly the biggest Star Wars fan out of all of us here. Oh uh, no, I think you are. Well, I mean, well, we'll see about that. Well, maybe. Well, yeah, because Peter and I, we talked about it. We we both went out of our way to see this in theaters <laughs> when it opened. Because yeah, this did come out in theaters as a as a wide release. Thank you, George Lucas, for that amazing idea. Um, before it debuted on Cartoon Network back in the fall of two thousand and eight. Um, so you keep track too. Yeah, I keep track, but it's, well, it's not like seventeen times Rogue One. I was like, okay, but um, hey, rebellions are built on hope. Right. <laughs> I I have. Excuse me. I need to yawn. It is an ungodly Ooh. hour for you right now. Oh, fuck you. All right. I was gonna say. It's also uh, the only Star Wars film we haven't seen, but then also, aside from that, it's an animated film. And I believe none of you have recommended an animated film for To the Table. So, uh, if you look at the record, I've been the one that's been surprisingly recommended a, a variety of different things to people. Okay. Because, like, I, what was the last movie I gave you? An independent, like... Uh, you gave me Boyhood. Give you an indie. This is an animated film. Boyhood. Uh, Cloud Atlas of Cloud Science Atlas. Fiction. I gave Peter uh, Bridge of Spies. Like, politics, uh, like, bio... Not biopic. Political thriller. Uh, and uh, Life Itself, which we'll do very shortly. A documentary on... Uh, oh, God, I forgot his name. Roger Ebert. So... You're welcome, people who watched it, who listened to the table. I've been the one who's been recommending of a wide array of films that isn't exclusively about death or Kyle Lara. So, Kyle, what did you think of Star Wars: The Clone Wars? Well, I don't know how to review movies because apparently uh, the only taste I have in oh, film on. is, is I didn't just mean Kyle it that Lira. way. No, I mean you do you, you. What did you recommend? You had Metallica, right? I had Metallica. So concert the movie, concert musical, movie. Uh, spy, James Bond. Um, what was that? what was the other thing you recommended? I have no idea. We've yeah, done so many of I these already. Um, but uh, it's Star Wars. I, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you that much. Damn. If this is if this if this was my introduction to the cartoon series, the animated series, 
I would have probably I I probably would have given what everybody else gives uh, agents a shield. Uh huh. And just stop that shit right now. Uh huh. Um. Ahsoka's character is way more dynamic in the show than she is in here. Um, Ahsoka, the writing reeked of George Lucas. It truly fucking did. Like, oh, I'm always here to help, Master. Just shit like that. And uh, it reeked of original prequels. And it is not the prequels that I like to go like, okay, now that is fucking Star Wars. To me, that is the TV series Clone Wars Mm -hmm. and Rebels and Rogue One. Episode three. That's it. Um, and I, I could not, first of all, the fucking music is shit <laughs> in it that is played I, at first. I'm like, it starts off with the, with the Kevin Kiner version of the, over the opening of the opening theme of, uh, star Wars. And I was okay. I, okay. I'm in for Kevin Kiner and no, I, I felt like I was watching a video game. Mm. Like, uh, you know how people, like, edit the 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 video bits of a video game and put it together? Yes, yes. That's what I felt of this movie. I felt like somebody just edited a bunch of uh, uh, video bits of the video game, and that was... And they made it into a movie. The dialogue isn't, isn't great. Um, I... Uh, Christopher Lee, you could have done so much better with your with your last remaining time here on Earth. Um, uh, I just I don't know. I, I bottom line is I didn't like it and it reeked of uh, a prequel shit. It reeked of George Lucas. It reeked of like the dialogue was specifically horrendous like the way that uh, these characters my god you know what I'm gonna fucking say it god bless you Dave Filoni god fucking bless you you made if this was the prototype of what the TV show was gonna be god bless you because uh, you made it what it was I know George Lucas had nothing to do with with how good the Clone Wars was, I know that was all Dave Filoni shit. Um, I just uh, I, I did not like it. I did not like it. Bottom line is, I did not okay. like it. Well, there are a couple things uh, that I take great issue with that I just need to go to town with. On okay, here we go. Uh, here we go. What was your okay? How does this differ? from your first impression of the Clone Wars TV series. Because it was way before I made you watch it that you probably saw a clip or something. And I'm pretty sure you dismissed it out of hand almost immediately. How is this any different than what you saw, the, the, the other thing that you saw? Because... First of all, what was the first thing you saw of this show? The first time I was like, I was... 
like fully into the show. Not not into it. Like, what was the very first thing you've seen in general? Because I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get gauge what you thought of that and what is the difference between that and this. I I think you sh- I think you showed me like Ventress episode. Oh okay. I think you so- showed me a Ventress episode. I'm like. It's nice. It's not for me, but then, uh, but then uh, I got attached to uh, Ahsoka Tano's uh, story, okay. and that's what really brought me in. And plus, you really nailed that out of the park by introducing me to the to the Darth Maul uh, arc when he first uh, came onto the show, uh, and that really was really hook, line, and sinker for me, and how well written it was. And I was actually surprised. Wow, this is actually because uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny my past with the uh, Clone Wars. I, I kind of uh, danced on its grave when it was announced that it was uh, that it was finished. Literally the morning it was canceled, I told him about it, and he laughed in my face. And uh, some friend for you, ap- right? Apology, apology uh, is uh, is needed that I say that uh, I actually like the TV no, series. No, because yeah, I think it, it was. You don't need to apologize. I think it was. It was more than satisfying when you finished that Darth Maul arc of the Clone Wars series and you realized there were no more episodes with Darth Maul and then just watching you flip out and go on a on one of your infamous F-bomb filled rants that was more than enough apology for me Kyle <laughs> when when uh, yeah like that, uh, that that final episode of uh, of Maul that we see in uh, Clone Wars when he was when the Emperor was like oh I have much more to do with you and the, the fight between uh, Maul and Palpatine was amazing um, Palpatine oh, whatever potato <laughs> potato um Potato, not potato. Uh, any, thanks. Uh, anyway, the, this is so different. The movie was so different than what I saw in the in the mm-hmm. TV series. But then again, so were seasons one and two from season three and four. You realize, because you saw those episodes, that the Clone Wars didn't necessarily begin with a bang. I loved the first episode of Rebels. I mean, not Rebels, uh, Clone Wars. I, I loved the, the, first, the first episode, episode with Yoda all right. and Ventress and all that but shit. But in general, did you enjoy season one? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I could get I behind. I remember you falling asleep with certain episodes. I don't know. What- no, the one that I fell asleep on was that fucking uh, R2-D2 arc when he was with that uh, but that was later on I, I, what about the episode where Ahsoka loses her lightsaber well to be fair we we did spend like I don't know six hours just watching mm. that shit and so I was like okay what, what is going on you wanted to blow your brains out yeah <laughs> literally so uh, so six you you divided by two and that is 12 episodes that's 12 episodes mm-hmm. right there so I was completely dumbfounded when I watched this I'm like if I was to introduce the TV show, I would not go with this movie. Okay, but you do realize Dave DeFiloni directed this, right? Yeah, I know, but I, <laughs> but it does not reek of what we know as right. Dave Filoni's work. That this whole thing reeks of George Lucas. Well, it pretty much is his doing because, like, Dave was doing these with the original. Uh, Plan of these being the very first uh, four episodes of the TV show. 
But then, like, somewhere along the way, George had this brilliant idea. You know what? Why don't we have... Why don't we have... Make this into a movie? And we'll have it in theaters in the summer. And we'll use that to spark interest for the TV show in the fall. Uh, All I can say is, that's just a classic George Lucas fail. (laughs) It really is. In the sea of fails. (laughs) sea of failure. But, like, that honestly just really, in a nutshell, kind of, like, shows you how George Lucas just thinks nowadays. And it's like, you're going to take this, which is one of the worst things Star Wars ever, like, ever made, and you put it in a, in a movie theater? It's kind of equivalent of putting, I don't know, a show filmed on IMAX cameras and putting it on IMAX uh, screens for like two weeks to pet up interest for a TV show. I don't know what you're talking about. No, maybe I don't either. It's pretty but, inhuman of of uh, that person to do maybe, so. But maybe maybe it's kind of like just don't use the cinema to promote your TV show if you're not going to do it well, and especially if it's a pilot. The only one that I see that have done it, uh, two shows that have done it well, um, they released uh, Battle of the Bastards. And- but those aren't pilots. How would you feel if it was the Game of Thrones? I mean, the Game of Thrones pilot, yeah. But like any other show, it's iffy. Well, it's because you definitely see the quality of, uh, yeah, of, definitely. of television through that. Um, also, uh, just to be, to, to be entirely fair to George Lucas... I wouldn't say that he was entirely divorced from from the Clone Wars because, like, Dave Filoni made the Clone Wars, but it's not as if George Lucas had no involvement. George Lucas... Like, it was his idea to bring Darth Maul back, yeah? yeah? He, he threw... I, he, I've always said that George Lucas is more of an ideas guy. He has no idea how to execute them worth shit. He needs a filter like Dave Filoni to take his ideas and make sense out of them. But he's always been a big picture, big ideas kind of guy. And he's contributed a lot of great uh, ideas that would become signature stories of the show. Yeah. Um, as you know, as well as him being the one to sign off on all of uh, the ideas that were made and, you know, to the discretion of many. Like, it's really interesting because, like, you go from this movie, which is horrendous. It really is. And what did it, you think of it? It, it? it was okay. Like, at the end of the day, I I walked away with... I, I walked out of it just like, well, that was, that was nice, I guess. I mean, I like Star Wars, <laughs> I think. So it's like... And I like... I really... I like that time of, like, the Clone Wars era, and I've always wanted more stories out of that era. Yeah. So... I was I was hoping the TV show would be better and I think it ended up being better. Yeah, it yeah, ended up better. Like, you know, like, and Ahsoka I could see why a lot of like Oh my god. I, I see she was not good. I see I see why a lot of people <laughs> didn't like her, you know, in the beginning. Uh, I think that's putting it nicely. Like they hated yeah, her. I could see why. She was very grating and she was very uh pandering. Uh, annoying, uh, annoying. Just like, why are you here? Yeah, 
Like, if, but then, but then you see the Clone Wars, and she's a million times better. They take that character and they like, they redeem her, and then some. I actually freaking cried when she left the freaking Clone Wars, you know, and to see her in that one last episode of a. Uh, the lost missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was completely amazing as well. And then, but and then the when, payoff. And then, and the, 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 the and then okay. And then I was literally jumping up and down because we we saw the um, finale of uh, season one of two. Rebel two. Oh one. Two. The, one. Oh what, uh, yeah. season one of Rebels uh, together. I was jumping up and down literally uh, when she, it uh, was revealed that a uh, fulcrum was uh, was a Sokotano, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah! It better be a Sokotano." You think you almost broke my chair? Yeah, it was completely amazing because I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I became so invested with her throughout the Clone Wars and the payoff. And like you said, the payoff is good. The payoff is great. But however, the. If I was, if I started off like, okay, this is what a Sokotano is. If you if you showed me uh, the Clone Wars film as like, this is everything you need to know about the Clone Wars, I would have shut that shit down, no question. You know, I mean, just think about it like this. Think about like the the very first thing you've seen Ahsoka in, like the true, like chronologically, Mm -hmm. which is this movie, the Clone Wars movie. Think about the last time we saw her. Which was Twilight of the Apprentice. How do you go from A to B? Like, it really, it's incredible to think that this is the same character. Like, that we've seen grow and become this, uh... This amazing character, and she's, and I, and you've said it before on this, on this, uh... On this segment, she did become my favorite Star Wars character of all time, because she's... Everything Star Wars, everything that that represents Star Wars. There's like two people that I could, uh, two characters I could go and fully say that that is Star Wars: Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano. Um, and uh, everything that she represents represents what's good about Star Wars, you know. And I, the fact that the fact that it did such a disservice to what she later becomes in a. Uh, in the movie, I was like, okay, I, I, to me, this lent, lent a whole different perspective on the people who, who can't get into the show. And that lent a great perspective of why I now see why they can't get into it. It leaves an, uh, a lasting impact, but like, even, even then, mm. I think it's still incredibly uh, extraordinary to see how they were able to overcome that I don't even think to this day anybody cares anymore. Like what they've done with both of the shows has eclipsed what yeah. that movie, uh, like that that movie did serious harm and damage. But even then, when the Clone Wars premiered on Cartoon Network, it was the biggest debut of an original series on Cartoon Network in the history of the entire network. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it helped at the end of the day. I don't. Who knows? But um Pussy went in humans comes out oh my God. on ABC. Anyway, I mean just to quickly dive in, I guess, into did you like anything about the story of the film? So the I know how it starts off with uh you know The one thing that I could say I like is seeing Ahsoka and Rex first meeting. Yeah. Yeah. 
And because uh, now you see what their characters are now and, and like rebels and stuff you like that. You know what they become. Yeah, you know what they become. And uh, I I was like, oh, it's it's them too. It's the people I know. <laughs> um, and like when they were like, uh, you know, what does it take to become like, you know, a true warrior or something like that? A lot of experience. Well, I'm here to learn from from the best and then she's like and then uh, Rex was like oh like little kid and then just the bond that they have and then uh, when I see them too it automatically brings back to the episode when they first meet in uh, Rebels again yeah and they see each other after a long time and that that really uh, brought a lot of like perspective on you know how far their character has gone mm-hmm. other than that I have I, I could give zero fucks about this film <laughs> honestly I the music is shit. The whole uh, uh, synth uh, synth drum set that they have in the playing in the back, like while they're while they're while they're doing off their lightsaber, I'm like, this is not Star Wars. You are shitting on the name on the name Star Wars music because we all know we all like to suck his dick. John Williams is amazing. His composing is amazing, and to, for this to be, you know the next level it just really like uh, it was like cringy i was like cringing when i heard when i heard the music uh uh the voice acting the voice acting yeah matt lanner and ashley Eckstein, d bradley baker yeah the, everybody from the from the tv show right. minus except uh, sam jackson and, and uh, uh, christopher, christopher lee, lee. I think they were there to pay off like a TV or something. Probably as a favor, so yeah. Um, <laughs> they were a good. Uh, Arnold, okay. Arnold Taylor was good. Arnold Taylor was good. Yes, Matt Lanter, you reeked of Hayden Christensen, uh, Anakin, um, and Ashley Eggestein was um, grading, honey. Okay, Ashley Eckstein, I love you. I love you. You know I do. My favorite character is Ahsoka Tano, but I did not like uh, the work done in Clone Wars, the first Clone Wars. But I think when you honed your craft, I guess, in the first uh, episode that you appeared on uh, Clone Wars, you really like, okay, this is not what to do. Let me do this. And you really turned, uh, you are Ahsoka Tano. And if anybody else is cast as Ahsoka Tano in a live action uh, Star Wars movie, uh, God knows, God knows uh, the the repercussions that they'll have for from me to you. So uh, anyway, overall, I I didn't uh, the like animation? it. Animation more jarring than uh, than it is in the thing because it's like over glossed, like the animation is over glossed, and uh, I just. Could not get into it. I could not get into it. Like, the animation is worse in the film than it is in the actual TV series. So, that's that's saying something. Um, <laughs> yeah, just bottom line, I did not like it. I you didn't did not like, like Little Rod of the Hut? Fuck that little shit. I did not like it. It was there to... It was, what about and, Zero the Hut? And the whole sideline thing with Padme and... No. <laughs> No, I will not do that shit. No, I did not like. I did not like his speaking. I did not like everything. Just, no, I did not like this movie. That's, that's the bottom line. Every little bit of it, I did not like, except for that one little part where you see Ahsoka and Rex meeting for the first time. Other than that, 
fuck this shit. Final thoughts on uh, on Clone Wars, Alexis. Um, this uh, the quality of this film. Uh, is it very good? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm falling asleep. Um, but it was uh, a memorable theater experience, and I cherish that this was uh, made because of what it later grew to become. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was the seeds of keeping Star Wars alive in between the last prequel and the Disney era. And um, at the end of the day, I can't like I, I really can't bring myself to hate it, even though it is a, a really bad movie. It, I don't know. It's just, it's it is what it is. <laughs> at the end of the day, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me recompose myself. That was to the table. Yeah. Go uh, check out our other uh, podcast, uh, our daily Red Spotlight Entertainment podcast, speaking of Star Wars. Check out what's going to be happening on a, on, a, on a Sunday. Probably when this comes out, it'll probably already be Wednesday, so it'll probably already be up. Um, but yeah, check out. Or check- it'll be Friday. Check check it out. Who knows? Check it out. Um, check out uh, check out our other to the tables uh, every Wednesday and Friday, and then we have uh, we have some audio commentaries coming out. We have uh, the remainder of our Star Wars audio commentaries coming out with starting with uh, Jedi, uh, Phantom Menace, and then we're gonna finish it off in a nice bow with uh, with the uh, Revenge of the Sith. And we currently have our very special Crunch special edition of the Empire Strikes Back audio commentary yeah. live right now. Which I apologized for, and yet still some people make a big deal about it. But anyway, without further ado, I'm Kyle Lira. With me, I have Alexis Soto. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's here. <laughs> um, anyway, stay in the spotlight, ladies and gentlemen. Bye. Did you say stay out of the spotlight? Stay under the spotlight. It's, I, I heard stay out of the spotlight. Stay under the get spotlight. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, we're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs>